Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. It's Monday again. Can you believe it? Another week has slipped by. This is really getting frightening, but it's getting to be Halloween time, which is my time of the year, so I'm excited about that. I'm also excited because today my good friend Elise Sachs agreed to come back on. I am lucky enough that San Diego has a a pretty healthy writer community, so I know Elise and we we go write together sometimes. Peer pressure always helps. Um, But if you don't know Elise yet, you're in for a treat. I promise you'll laugh. She's very funny. And she writes amazing cozy mysteries. I'll read you her bio really quick so you can get to know her. Elise Sachs worked as a journalist for 15 years, mostly in Paris, France. She took a detour from journalism and became a private investigator before writing her first novel. She lives in Southern California with her two sons and loves to hear from readers. She really does. If you're on Facebook, look her up. She's always chatting with um, her readers there. Also, um, I put a link to her her website so you can sign up for her newsletter. And I, I saw a newsletter came through this morning um, about all her new releases and new series. And so I'll let her tell you about it, though. So without any further ado, Elise, are you there? I'm here. Yay! Hello, Lisa. Thank you so, for letting me come on. Oh, thanks for coming on. It's always fun for me to have a friend on. <laughs> so, And you have a brand new book out, which is also book one of a brand new series. You want to tell everybody about it? Um, it's called The Fear Hunter, and it's the first book in the Agatha Bright Mysteries. And I've got, a cup, I've got one character from my Matchmaker Mystery series in there and one character from my Goodnight Mystery series in there. So it's like, um, you know, like a, a homecoming um, series, and uh, I hope everyone will take a take a look at it and enjoy it. It's funny, and there's a little magic in it, and a little romance in it, and um, and a lot of murder. A lot of I kill a lot of people in this book. Thank you. I you know get my frustrations. So I get my frustrations out somehow. Yeah. <laughs> so there's more than one murder to solve in the Fear Hunter. Well, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but let's just say, um, yes, I get a lot of frustrations out on this book for sure. Yes. <laughs> telling telling people. So for people who don't know you, um, you have a lot of quirky characters in all of your books. Um, I mean, you've had paleontologists and you've had um, matchmakers. And what? who are some of the quirky characters in this new town that we're in? Well, in this new town, it stars a, a woman named Agatha Bright, who's very has a very mysterious past, and uh, we find out more about that um, in the book. Uh, but um, so that's the whole magic angle and where she's from. And she she lives with her two aunts in a house that's attached to a lighthouse, and um, they own a soup shop slash. Uh, bookstore in town and it's the town is called Seabreeze California it's a made-up town uh, and it's right on the ocean uh, and on the border of Mexico Uh, but it's a very sleepy little town because there's so much sewage in the water that they get uh, they get no tourists Um, but uh, Agatha yeah Agatha's aunt Prudence 
uh, ran the shop, but she recently died under mysterious circumstances. So oh. now poor Agatha, who used to run the lighthouse, has, has been drafted into running the soup shop. So, and then, and then all kinds of crazy characters come in the soup shop, and that's where she stumbles on uh, the, the mystery, the, how the book starts. That's how it starts. Yay. And, and it turns who out is the that, character? Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Uh-huh. I was going to say, it turns out that Agatha loves mysteries to solve them. So that's a nice surprise. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> it's always fun when your characters pick up something that you actually like and you're like, oh, yay. <laughs> yeah, because it would have been very awkward if I started writing a murder mystery and Agatha said, uh, no, I don't think so. I'm just going to sit here and read a book instead. So leave me alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she it's yeah. nice that my character did what I wanted her to do. Yes. Yes, that's always appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> and you said that there is a, a character from Matchmaker and a character from the Goodnight Mysteries in this new series. Can is that too much of a spoiler to let us know who we'll find? No, that's fine. Um, if from uh, from Matchmaker, it's Remington Cumberbatch, the very sexy uh, uh, detec- uh, detective from. Uh, the matchmaker series, who's also an MMA fighter, and he has lots of tattoos, <laughs> and he and he looks <laughs> like The Rock, so all good things. And then um, from on the opposite end end of the spectrum, uh, from the Goodnight Mysteries, I brought in Auntie Tilly uh, to come in, and Auntie Tilly is of a of an older age, you know, very very older age, and uh, she has no tattoos, so. There you go, and she's and she's coming to town too. She hasn't. So she you've hasn't, got both ends of the spectrum. She hasn't been a long time. Yeah, both ends of the spectrum. <laughs> I've got a little bit of everything for anybody. So. <laughs> I love that. Do you have fun when you're writing a series? Are there certain side characters that you're like, okay, my next series, they're gonna because you always seem to have uh, you pull in a recurring character from each series. It seems like, don't you? Um, yes, there's, there's the town, there's the cast of characters from the town. And then with each, with each murder, then we also have new cast of characters who become suspects and victims and killers and, and things like that. But there's always the town of care, you know, uh, of various characters. Um, you know, there's Agatha in this one, Agatha has two aunts and, uh, who are alive, Auntie Tilly and Auntie Ida. And I, by the way, I, used to have an Auntie Tilly and Auntie Ida. So. But these two are Aww. nothing like my Auntie Tilly and Auntie Ida. And, um, you know, and then she's got two friends and uh, two girlfriends. And then she has the love interest with uh, Remington. And then there's there might be a ghost involved, which you have to read it to find out. I'm not going to tell you. No, you can't make me tell you. <laughs> And then there's there's just a there's a cast of characters who come into the soup shop that she that she knows and you know the people that make up a small town so uh, and everyone pretty much knows everybody else and uh, so that's what I like to do and um, yeah I, for some reason that's how my brain uh, works is I create these these I I enjoy talking to all kinds of people. And I've never, I've never left Costco without having at least one complete conversation with a stranger. So um, <laughs> for me, this is just, 
bringing in all those great kinds of people that I, I enjoy talking to. I like talking to people from, you know, from everywhere, you know, with all kinds of different beliefs and, and careers. And so uh, that that's reflected in my, in my work. Yeah. And when you uh, decide that you're writing a new series, do you already have in mind which character might cross over into that new series? Do you fall in love with them while you're writing the current series and go, okay, you're going to get your own series, Remington? (laughs) Well, to be perfectly honest, I originally thought that I was going to give another character for Matchmaker their own series. But then I decided, you know, I miss Remington. Um, I miss, uh, he's just, he's just so laid back and he's so cool. He says something, he said, uh, I'm a, a baby, I'm as cool as the other side of the pillow, you know. And I just thought, <laughs> I need a little of that in my life. So I'm going to have him in the series. And I think everyone needs a little Remington in their life, you know, someone who's just no worries, everything's great, you know, that's a, and and he's nothing very very him. good looking. Yes, nothing ruffles him <laughs> except Agatha. Yes. is the one thing that he has discovered oh. in his life. Oh, a little 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 conflict going there, <laughs> a little sexy conflict. Yes. Oh my. <laughs> so I know because I got your newsletter, so everyone should sign up for Elisa's newsletter, but you have a brand new series that just went up for pre-order, and it has a recurring character in it too, doesn't it? Well, here's the thing. It's not up for pre-order yet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on that tonight, and hopefully it will be up tomorrow. But I did put out a newsletter for my newsletter people to give them the cover reveal to show them what the book is going to look like and and oh, what it's I going see. to be about. And so, and so I, I just did I can a huge spoiler a alert. No, no, it's okay because the newsletter was <laughs> okay. already out. So, okay. But okay, so I can, I can tell everyone now and, 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 and I can't tell you what the cover looks like. You have to, uh, you'll see it tomorrow, but, um, <laughs> but it's called the uh, partners in crime thrillers series. And it's starring Peter Bolton. And who is Peter Bolton? He's Spencer's brother. And Spencer is the hero from my Matchmaker series. And he's the guy, Spencer is the one that all my readers are in love with. And everyone loves Spencer, <laughs> which makes me wonder because Spencer is a real player. And the whole, the whole thing about the Matchmaker series is that Gladdy, the heroine of the series, doesn't want to give in to him. To she's in love with him, but doesn't want to give in to him because she knows he's a player. And so it's that relationship where he he become you know he's just devoted to her. And yeah. So he has a brother who is extremely tall, and he's a super spy, and he's just like his brother, metrosexual, you know, very well dressed. And so he stars mm-hmm. in this new series. And it's going to be Peter and Peter and Piper are the characters, and oh, they're going to have fabulous adventures. And if you like the Thin Man movies or the Heart to Heart show, um, I think then you will really love this because there's going to be a lot of mystery. There's going to be a lot of action adventure. There's going to be a lot of exotic locales. They're going to go all over the place. On the cover of this one, you can see the Eiffel Tower, so you kind of know they're going to go to Paris. And um, I have been wanting to write this book 
for um, for ages, many years. Yeah, years and years. And <laughs> I've years. heard you talk I about it for yeah, at least a couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, years and years. And I had written the uh, first chapter, and then recently, um, and this is how my mind works. I, w- I went up to uh, see my son at college. He had moved into a new apartment, and we went out, and I bought him some stuff, and we were at home at his house, at his apartment, and I was helping him put together a fan. And, of course, we had enormous difficulty with the fan, and he, afterwards he had, like, a screw left, and we're like, who cares, you know? And uh, <laughs> I said to him, wouldn't it be funny if there were some super spies and they were running around and they did all this exciting adventure and they could make, you know, like a bazooka out of a Kleenex box. And then they had to put together a fan and they couldn't do it. Wouldn't that be funny? And he looked at me and I was like, yes, that is. And, and so when I left, I went home and I rewrote the first chapter. And I thought, I got, I've got to write this. I have to, because I think for me in, when I am, I have, you know, so many ideas for stories, but in the actual writing, uh, for me, when I feel that, what they call, you know, flow, where you get lost in time right. with the writing, mm-hmm. is yeah. it's, it's when I'm writing action adventure, when the characters are, you know, going somewhere, doing something, having, uh, having an adventure in an action scene, that's what I really, really love to write. So I am extremely excited about this, and I promise that anyone who gets Partners in Crime is going to have a great time. It's going to be so much fun, so much fun, and it's going to have everything. You're going to get, you're going to laugh, you're going to get scared, you're going to um, fall in love. You are, you're going to just go on a great ride. So um, I'm very excited, very excited about that one. Sounds, Partners sounds amazing. in Crime. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and is that the name of the first book that will be up for pre-order later tonight? Yeah, it's called Partners in Crime, and the series is going to be called Partners in Crime, so just Perfect. so you know. And and so each title yeah. of the subsequent books will have in crime in the, in the title, and the first word will be changed. That's how that's going to work. Fun. Well, I, I've never read, I, I don't, wait, let me think about it. I don't think I've ever read a thriller that makes you laugh. Are there funny thrillers out there? There are very few funny thrillers. So obviously I'm very stupid. Either I'm stupid to write it or <laughs> You're I'm a genius. genius. <laughs> yes. It's one or the other, but I can't help <laughs> myself, Lisa. I can't help myself. It's just, they happen to say, funny things and they happen to get into uh, funny uh, predicaments. I, I, I can't stop. I try to be serious and it just doesn't come out that way. So I'm doomed, <laughs> I guess. Uh, well, you, you know, not every thriller opens with people who can't build a fan. Right. Exactly. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it makes you a genius. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So what's next for Agatha? The Fear Hunter just came out, but I saw book two is already up for pre-order. Do we get any, can you give us any tease without spoiling anything? Well, uh, the second book is called Some Like It Shot. And um, 
you know, the first book kind of ended a little with a little controversy in there. So um, everyone, I think, who reads book one is waiting for book two to see, you know, how that plays out. And so I can't tell you anything about that, but um, <laughs> okay. But I can't. But it's. But I promise it will be satisfying. I I hope. Uh, but um, what happens in this one is um, uh, there's going to be a taco eating contest uh, for charity in the town, and um, somebody winds up dead. Oh. Uh, and but what a way to go, right? If you want to die, right. that's the way to go eat while eating tacos. And and there there's also a marijuana dispensary has opened up next door to her soup shop, which is bringing in all kinds of uh, uh, of business. And um, her <laughs> assistant uh, baker um, has made her modernize the shop by um, uh, getting all those you know delivery apps, you know, signing up for all those delivery apps, so that oh, right. people are ordering. Mm-hmm ordering tons of food and she can't keep up with the business. So, so there's a, there's a bunch of stuff happening. Fun. So, I love it. Yeah. So she's got people with the munchies coming into the store in the, in book two. Yeah. With, and all the delivery guys coming in because no, but even though the town is just a few blocks, you know, square blocks, <laughs> people don't want to get up, get out of their house to come down to get soup. So um, they're making lots and lots and lots of soup. <laughs> Yay. And and Remington is back too. Remington is there, yes he is. Yay. I can't say any more about Remington though. I know, I won't <laughs> I won't <laughs> I'll try not to make you give spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always ask everyone because I'm always looking for things for, for my binge list, but, but um, what are you binge watching on Netflix and the other streaming sites right now? What, what, what makes you laugh? Oh, well, I don't remember what the, I'm, oh, I should have thought of that. I can't remember what the last thing that I binged was, but I have to say I watched the documentary and I, because I keep, because I keep, talking to people who've seen the same thing and it kind of influenced them a little bit and it's called the biggest little farm and it was on Amazon and it was such a, it was about this couple who, because their dog kept barking in the apartment, they had to move out to the country and they made a farm and they decided to make it completely self-sustainable and in, in North of Los Angeles. And it is such a kind of a, good feeling that I watched it twice. I, I'm, I like wow. to feel good after watch. Yeah. And so I would, I would recommend if you want something where you just feel good afterwards, uh, it's called the biggest little farm. Yeah. That's what I would suggest. On okay. Amazon, I would suggest. Yeah. Okay. I will have to look that up. I watched an amazing documentary on Amazon and <laughs> I'm a paranormal romance author as you're listening and you don't know me, but um, so I like paranormally things, but this blew my mind. It's called third eye spies and it, it, the CIA declassified a lot of their um, work with psychics for remote viewing to see if they could spy without ever leaving the room kind of thing. Uh And all these physicists and Nobel prize physicists were on there. It was 
fascinating. It blew my mind. Well, it's it, really it's third yeah. eye third eye spies. I'm gonna I'll look at I'll look at third it. eye spies. Too. Yeah, it's on yeah. it's on Amazon. It is a fabulous and you're just like whoa I, I had no idea it was it was really cool and um and they talked to lots of smart people on there who will blow your mind but it was it was really yeah. fascinating and telling stories of things that they actually did i know jimmy carter um said at some graduation about the most miraculous thing when he was president was that a psychic found a downed plane for them. And that was kind of what led to getting the things declassified from the CIA. Anyway, <laughs> phenomenal. So, but wasn't Jimmy so Carter also, wasn't there too. a rabbit? Wasn't there something about a rabbit in a UFO with Jimmy Carter too? Wasn't there something about that? I, I forgot I now, could, but could be at the very very end of the documentary they talk about ufo parts and they said oh we have them and i was like what and then like two weeks later i see the navy says yeah that footage is real i'm like oh my god <laughs> so anyway <laughs> alien yeah, yeah it really is it's, it's a very like big of- world <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's how I find my stuff for my books. You know, I'm a I'm a news junkie and I collect uh, news stories. And so, you know, uh, many of the really crazy stuff in my books that are just how how could that ever be real is is actually from you know from news sources. So there you go. Yeah, crazy world. I'm happy to report to everyone that I look for weird news stories for Elise as well. And so someday someone is going to fall out of a plane and land on a red ant hill and the bites from the red ants will keep their heart beating and they'll live. And that was all true. <laughs> yes, that's a good one, too. I have one. Yes. Uh, my cousin sent me a story, and I'm not going to spoil it. She sent me this story. She said, I thought of you. And I was like, oh, my God, this is for partners in crime. It is, <laughs> it is off the charts crazy. I can't wait to use it. So, <laughs> Yeah, I love that you use real, um, real news stories. No one would believe it, but... <laughs> Yeah. You know, like in uh, in one, I think it's my second matchmaker book, I have a donkey fly over town. Well, that's from a true story. <laughs> a donkey, you know, I remember my editor was like, there's a donkey flying in your book. And so I sent her the article of the donkey flying over the town in Russia. There you go. It's real. There you go. It's real. <laughs> well, um, on the back on the binge watching, I'm finishing up the good place because the final season's coming and every friend I know mm-hmm. has been telling me you gotta watch it. Oh my gosh, you gotta oh, yeah. watch it. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the good place. It's Ken and I, it's our favorite I, our favorite show right now. Yeah. And the thing about the good place which is so interesting as a writer is that Yes. Because usually for you know you make the first the first season is great, and then it's hard to keep that up. And they do from season to season; it's just as good every season. So, and let me tell you, as you know, as from a writer's perspective, that's hard to do to keep the quality. Yes. Up. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and I there have been twists on that show. Usually, when when you're a writer, you can't help it. You watch TV and you're like, oh, I think this is oh yeah, there it is. You know, because mm-hmm. we can't help it because right. our brain works that way. But Good Place right. has given me some twists that I did not see coming. I'm like, what? Right. Wait, what? And right. so I'm super impressed with the writing on the Good Place. So if you haven't watched it yet, jump in because I was I was putting it off because every Everyone was telling me it's so good, but it really is so good. Definitely yeah, worth it watching. It is good. But don't you find as a writer that when we watch shows, we're watching it differently than just a regular viewer, that we're kind of analyzing it a little bit? Do you find that? Because I, I find that, you know, I, with yes. anything I read or watch. Yes, and sometimes that's a bummer. I I binge watched the um season this last season of um Agents of Shield, which I love that show. I did not love this season. I don't know if I'm the only one, but mostly because I felt like it was lazy writing. They dropped all these hints mm-hmm. that were tying things into Ghostwriter and then they never they never made the leap. And so I felt like it was all wasted innuendo, you know, and it's just in the end, you know, oh, he's an alien, that's it. Um, you know, so it was just a real letdown to me. And I don't know if it's because my writer brain was going, oh, this is going to be amazing when they kick in that tie-in, and then they never did. I I don't know. But, yeah, you do watch it a little bit differently. You can't help it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like work. Yeah, analyzing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I try mm-hmm. not to, but sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can't help it, mostly because mm-hmm. I think it's going to be delicious. And then when it's wasted, I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but that's how it goes. Um, so I wanted to ask you, um, you write a bunch of cozy mysteries. Is there any other genre that you're dying to Well, now you're going to write thrillers that also make you laugh. I know you wanted <laughs> yeah. to do that well, for a while. Like a, what else is yeah, cooking? Um, that's pretty much it. It's when, you know, it's thrillers and it's also adventure, you know, um, and I've got, um, I've, I've also got in the same realm, I've got 13 standalone ideas that I'm calling the second chances, uh, that I want to do, which is in the same idea. It's, uh, uh, mystery, crime, action, adventure, you know romance and I've got those stories I'm dying to write those so I have no shortage of ideas you know but the thing is when I when I start a new series um you know I worry that are my readers going to want something new um are they gonna are they gonna welcome this as much as they've welcomed the past ones so it's always a little scary for me but I can't keep those voices quiet I've got to write them down so I right. keep going, and hopefully they will love these characters as much as they loved the past ones. You know, something like the Matchmaker series, which is 12 books, uh, a lot of my readers became very uh, devoted to those characters and loyal to those characters, and I get the sense that, you know, um, it's, it, they feel disloyal to like the next ones, or, or maybe they don't live up to, to those characters, I don't know. But um, I, I've got other people to write about, so I keep going. And hopefully right. um, the, the, my readers will enjoy the, them as much as they can. The one promise I can give is that I work very hard on these books, 
and I always keep the readers in mind when I uh, am am and create and crafting these stories and the characters and um, and I never want to disappoint them. So I'm never writing in a vacuum. I'm always writing with the idea of that this is something that will be read by these people and I want it to be the best time for them. I don't want it to be wasted time for them. I want them when they open these books that it's something that they can enjoy and not regret the hours they spent reading it, you know, but it's something like, I'm so glad right. I wrote that. It made me, made me feel good. I got lost in it. Um, you know, uh, I had a good time. And that's, and that's right. what I, that's what I really try to do with each one. And I can tell you all the listeners who are listening, I can tell you that I have sat across from Elise with our computers out writing and she laughs. <laughs> I think that that is always a good sign if her own book can make you laugh. But she makes all these note cards of her scenes and then she's like, oh, I get to write this one. And she laughs. And so anyway, I love that. <laughs> your yeah, your books are very genuine because they make you laugh. I laugh, I laugh at my own jokes, which I'm not sure if that's a good sign. Like maybe it makes maybe I'm crazy, or I don't know. That I always laugh at my own jokes, but I think I'm funny. I think I'm funny. I don't know about anybody else, but I think I'm funny. So. Yes, I think you're very funny. Well, it's not funny that we are almost out of time and Blog Talk will totally hang up on you at the end of the time. So will you tell people um, how they should get in touch with you on Facebook, on your website? You know, how do you want readers to find uh, you? Start uh, at my, my website and then you can get a, you can find me there. I'm always up for – you can email me. I will email you back really fast. You can uh, talk to me on Facebook more the friend me more than like me because the friend one you, I'm on there a lot. But you go onto my website. It's elisex.com and that's e l i s e s a x dot com. Elisex.com and there's I keep it updated and uh, you should be able to find me definitely. Awesome. And then start reading. Well, thanks for coming back I, on. Yeah, definitely. Grab those books, guys. <laughs> we'll see you later. Thanks for joining us on Book Lights. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers.